This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on Fubar Radio. Hello. Hello. Uh, my name is Nick Helm and this is... Nathaniel Metcalf. Hello. you are listening to Nick Helm and... Nathaniel Metcalf's... Yeah. Fan, fan club. club. We're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, this is a show at Fubar Radio, um, and we're on the radio, Nick. We're live. Hello, um, Rubber Ducky. Oh man. FM dial. Don't don't put that up forever. Okay. So um, this show is basically it's a show about uh, popular culture and stuff that we are fans of. Yeah, it's about being enthusiastic about things uh, rather than being negative all the time because it's very easy. But I mean, um, it's quite a dark time that we're all living in. Yeah, let's try and be a bit positive about things we like, which is a bit of an effort for me sometimes. <laughs> but um, it's sometimes it's all I can do to get out of bed. But uh, <laughs> considering that I only live around the corner, this yeah. this is an ideal radio station for me to work at. Yeah, this is this is the best one for you. I mean, I'm a bit further away, so. Yeah. But it's probably still the closest that I'm aware of. Yeah. So, you know, we're both feeling pretty good about... And every week we're going to have a guest in as well who's going to be telling us about what they're into, what they're a fan of. Yeah. Do yeah. Have, we have a guest coming in today. Yeah, we do. We have... We have Joel Jack- Domit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, we've, uh, <laughs> he's gone back to the jungle. He has. We've got uh, <laughs> Jack Barry. Jack Barry. Jack Barry. We were, we were supposed to have Joel Domit, but he got it mixed up in his diary. But now we've got Jack Barry, who is a guest of equal quality. Equal quality, uh, yeah. And also, more importantly, he was uh, able he was, to get here. He was able to get short notice. <laughs> Very short notice. Just, just lives oh, not as, not as close as I do. No, but um, but close nevertheless. <laughs> it's uh, midday. Uh, you know, it's difficult. I'm beginning to understand what those uh, early morning DJs must feel like. <laughs> they have to get up at midday. <laughs> They've got, they got to must get be up a nightmare. crack of 11s. Yeah, <laughs> to get in for midday. And get in for midday. Um, so, I guess we'll start off with just, like, uh, chatting. To, I mean, this is our first one. This is so, our first one. So, I mean, what could go wrong? Well, exactly. Nothing has gone wrong yet except for... We had no guest an hour ago, and now we do. And now we do. So, okay. So we're feeling pretty good. What about it. are you a fan of, Nick? What have you been a well, fan of I this week? I, do, I, do, I think that the best way to be. Uh, <laughs> what am I a fan of this week? Well, I just think uh, I went to see Solo last night. Me too. Not together. Uh, no, we didn't no go. reason. Where did you go? I saw it at the BFI IMAX Cinema. BFI IMAX Cinema. That's yeah. one of my favourite cinemas. I think it's one of mine. It's very, it's very lovely tiered. You get a good, uh, you get a good view of the screen. Where it's you got are. very shallow seats, isn't it? It does, and it also has uh, those guys that introduced the. Sh- yeah, the I screening. went to see um, a Ready Player One at the BFI IMAX, and w- when you go to the BFI IMAX, you have a guy comes out at the front and tells you all the house rules about where the toilets are, and someone comes out and goes, "Hi, the well to the BFI IMAX is uh, Britain's largest screen." Uh, these doors at the bottom are now closed. If you want to use the toilets, please use them at the back. Um, you may have been given a card. And he said, and at the end he went, so please settle down and watch. And he went, he paused and went, um, player one? And I thought, if he doesn't know the name of the film we're about to watch, then it can't be any good. 
And was it? No, it was off. He, he didn't even know what it was, what we were about to see. Ready, but was Ready Player One? It was Ready Player One. No, no, it was bad. I quite liked it, I have to say. I liked it uh, in the moment that I... The thing about the beer... Not that we're shilling for the BFI <laughs> IMAX, but the thing about that is, it, it is if you're going to go and watch a bad film, that's the place to oh, go yeah, and see yeah, it. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. I, I think it does. It adds points. If you're going to go and see a bad film, it's uh, the only way to see it is by spending 40 quid a yeah. seat <laughs> to go and watch you know, Prometheus. Well, it probably adds... A, like half a point doesn't it to whatever, any, whatever score you would give it because yeah. it looks like it's a bit of a spectacle well because even what I found with Ready Player One was because uh, it was so big and there was so much going on in it there were all these huge battles with mm. loads of pop culture references and like oh look there's Robocop and oh look there's Beetlejuice and ba-, you know there's loads of easter eggs in there uh, and because the screen was so big whenever I was bored with the story <laughs> I'd sort of like literally turn my head and look around the screen and sort of like try and look out for things so that's what's that, that's what makes that uh, I went to see uh, my uh, screening of Solo last night at um, the what's it Cineworld in uh, Greenwich. Oh yeah, yeah. At the O2, uh, which I tell you what, that's a ball lake to get to. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it. Well, it depends where you live. Again, doesn't it? We've done this before. <laughs> it depends if you live close to it. Oh, if it's you live near easy. Greenwich, my advice is uh, pick your pick pick your most you know. Um, Local, your convenience cinema yeah. with the one that's nearest to you. Yeah. Much like I did with this radio station. Exactly, it's just, like, it's just round the corner. Um, there are easy cinemas for me to get to. I didn't sure. book the tickets. The person I was going with booked the tickets. I always think for that reason it is odd that they advertise supermarkets on the telly because you think you're not going to travel, are you, to go to a Morrison's? You're not going to get a train to go to a Morrison's. There's a Nisa over the road. Oh, is it Nisa? Nicer. I, I've never. Let's I... call the whole thing <laughs> off. <laughs> That's fan club. <laughs> um, Without spoil- um, having any spoilers, Nick, what did you make of the film so, Solo, so, the Star Wars story? So we haven't discussed this no, yet, No, not we? at all. Because uh, uh, I, I texted you last night and I said, oh, I went to see Solo last night. And uh, you texted me back and said, oh, so did I. And then I said, oh, don't tell me what you think. We'll wait until we'll we're on the We'll save it air. up till we're on the radio. So, um, <laughs> so what we'll do, right, is uh, we should probably do that every week. We should probably uh, uh, not not hang out at all and then, <laughs> and then save up all of our uh, weeks experiences and then just uh, um, you get the gist yeah. um, uh, so right so what we'll do is uh, I'll, uh, three, two, one, and then we'll both say uh, uh, we'll give a one word review of what we thought of uh, Solo, a Star Wars story directed by Ron Howard <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Solo oh, I've just been told Jack is trying to park his car, I probably shouldn't be reading these out <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, they're just on the screen that our, our producer Natalie. Yes. Our producer Natalie, Nat. Uh, I'm is, also Nat. It's confusing. But, but, but Nathaniel is also Nat. So <laughs> you can just imagine That's the email help. chain. Yeah. So Jack is trying to park his car. Three, two, <laughs> one. What do we think of Star Wars? Uh, uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Three, two, one. Comfortable. Good. I liked it. I thought it was like a comfortable thing. Gone over your word limit there, Nat. Oh, sorry. Was that was that the entire review? Just a one word review. Okay, comfortable. It was comfortable. That's my word. It was good. I liked it. It was good. I really liked it. Me too. I think I had no problems with it. I had no issues with it. I think it's just that now we're so used to like being a new Star Wars film, it feels less special. And I couldn't believe how I wasn't really excited to see it before it came out. Do you know what? I think that I think I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, for me. 
it was a five-star film if, before this film, my favourite Star Wars film was an Ewok adventure, Caravan of Courage. Do you know what I mean? It was sort of like, it was, um, it felt very much like one of those Saturday morning yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, throwaway, you know, it's, 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 it's fine. They do lots of stuff. If you made a list going into it, of everything that you'd want to see in a Han Solo uh, prequel film. Because mm-hmm. I didn't really want to see a Han Solo prequel film in the first place. But if you made a list of all the things you wanted to see going into it, they basically tick them all yeah, off. You yeah. get absolutely everything that they've ever mentioned in the original trilogy. Exactly. In there. Um, and you go, yeah, that's great. And, and you really <clears throat> you really couldn't ask for... No. It's, 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 it's a, a very low, safe film. Low expectations. If you're going with low expectations, you really couldn't ask for anything more. No. And then on top of that, there was a bit of a story. And, an, and But what I liked about it was with very low... I mean, I hated The Last Jedi. Uh, the Last Jedi? The mm-hmm. Last Jedi. I hated The Last Jedi. That kind of... Um, it was sad. Uh, because what I felt about... Um, the prequels was uh, this is basically what the show's going to be guys for an hour uh, strap in uh, with a guest um, and so basically what I thought about uh, I, l- I love the original trilogy um, I got into it quite late when I was about 12 oh, yeah. uh, that was during the Star Wars drought when there was nothing but Bendoms in uh, Toys R Us <laughs> uh, the Bendoms action figures which were sort of like these wire framed figures with rubber over them hmm. uh, and uh, an armature was that who that's what you call those things, didn't you? An it's armature. An armature. I think so. Oh, see, you know, if you're not interested... You you're know, learning. If you're, <laughs> you're learning. Learning yeah. something. Uh, that can be our... That can be our... We can make a jingle. Yeah, if you're not... Okay. If you're not finding this interesting, yeah. then at least you might be learning something. We should probably do this later. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm okay, later. Okay, they haven't noticed. So, um, uh, so, so there was sort of like a drought in the 90s, and that's when I got into Star Wars. And they did Micro Machines action sets. Oh, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was a very lonely child, and so Star Wars <laughs> got me through it. And, uh, uh, and then when the prequels came out, I kind of like... Uh, I really enjoyed The Phantom Menace when I saw it at the cinema, and then uh, on subsequent viewings, I realised that um, it, it was just a... A hollow shell of a film, and it was actually really boring. The pod race sequence is so boring, and if you cut it out, then it wouldn't really affect the. Fi- you know, it's not really, and the fact that Anakin Skywalker. I mean, I don't really want to get into it. It's just it's, <laughs> it's been done to death. But it's I mean, an hour I just, in it's, it's really yeah. And then and then I really enjoyed uh, uh, Attack of the Clones, and then obviously that's actually one of the worst films in the entire franchise yeah yeah and then by the time it got to revenge of the sith i remember kind of like uh going into it thinking oh they've already I've got all these theories about how it might tie in and me and my friend chatted uh, about all of the other films before we went to see the the third uh, prequel and then by the end of the film it meant nothing to me and i left the cinema just actually feeling all right <clears throat> I felt like you'd, George you'd Lucas, let it go. George Lucas had given me my life back. I didn't yeah, have no to spend, control over you anymore. Didn't have to spend another penny on Star Wars ever again. I was just like, oh, do you know what? It's kind of like it's like counselling. I've gone through it all, and now I'm normalised, and I can just get on with my life. Uh, and then what happened with the Force Awakens was they just undid all that, and it made me love Star Wars again, like furiously, in a <laughs> weird way. And then. Um, I really like Rogue One, and then The Last Jedi sort of just absolutely killed it for me. So I was surprised with how much I liked Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, I also <coughs> I had a thing where I know people were very excited about the man of the hour, Donald Glover, being in it as Lando Carizian, and I was a bit... I was sort of like, yeah, sure, I like him, but I didn't necessarily think he'd be that great in it. But it feels really like that Star Trek film casting, where actually... 
he's sort of perfect and he's doing a great sort of impersonation kind of um I, I always felt like billy d williams always feels like a super sort of good looking guy almost like a parody of someone who's good looking and i felt that donald glover doesn't really look like that though he looks more like a normal guy Whereas when he does it, he sort of plays it as if he is this sort of super handsome kind of space hero, and that really works. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I thought, uh, yeah, but, uh, and but he's underused. Yes, yeah, yeah. But what really comes out of it, there was a lot of criticism about uh, what's his name, Aldrin. Oh yeah, Aldrin Aaron Aaron Reich. Alton Ehrenreich and everyone was like saying well, he doesn't look anything like uh, Harrison Ford he doesn't look a million miles away from Harrison no. Ford I don't know like Harrison Ford was what 35 when he made Star yeah, Wars yeah. and so what's this guy he's 25 so it's Some kind of like him. there's a kind of I don't really know how much you need a prequel to if you're going to do a prequel to that character you want to make him 15 or something yes, like yeah. that because there's not enough of an age and that's gap. it it is sort of it's sort of uh, you can't really tell how Long before Star Wars, it is, can you? It's there's sort like of a bit hints, of a guess. It, yeah. There's hints that it's not actually that far away. Yeah, it might be like a year off or something. And so I think that's a bit that's a bit weird. But then again, so everyone was like up in arms like uh, because they've hired Aldrin Aaron White, who doesn't really look like him. Um, but then uh, Ewan McGregor doesn't look anything like Alec Guinness. And, no. And people quite liked him in that. And the other thing is, uh, if, you're, if you're upset about the fact that they've cast a young Harrison Ford and it doesn't look anything like Harrison Ford, then you've got River Phoenix and Sean Patrick Flannery yes, from yeah, yeah. the Indiana Jones who even TV less series, like, yeah. who looks absolutely nothing like Harrison Ford, has none of Harrison Ford's mannerisms, and all of that is canon. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, you can't, you, you can't be angry at one thing and then not the other. It's kind of like, you've just got to go with the... Also, Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford. You can't hire a person just because they look like Harrison Ford. You've got to hire a person based on uh, their acting ability. He's, I think he's brilliant in it. He's yeah, really yeah. charismatic. He's very much so. He's a movie star, isn't he? He's got a real movie star quality to him. Yeah, and it's basically a two-hander between him and Chewbacca. Yeah, and yeah. It's, uh, and Chewbacca's the best he's been in any of the films. Oh, really. yeah, yeah. I just yeah. loved him. Well, see, I feel like he's been sort of sidelined, and I think in this he's like a real... Yeah, that's what he's supposed to be like. He's supposed to have like this personality and his own jokes and... Subplots and things. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I it's thought it was, it was, it, but it's perfectly acceptable if that is a version of Han Solo's that mm. you, you, you know you can tolerate. For yeah, I had a different idea of what he was like when he was younger, but there you go. Anyway, uh, our guest is here now, so we're just going to play a song, and we are going to bring our guest in after that. Fubar Radio presents dish with Sean Walsh and Mark Simmons. There was an Iran deal. Trump has to make a decision, which he's going to announce today. Oh no! Whether he's going to carry on or pull out, and it's carry on or pull out. <laughs> what? Don't want those little chumps running around, do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if Trump pulls out, if, uh, o- if only his dad had. <laughs> Stop laughing! Oh my God! It's twelve. It's quarter past twelve in the afternoon. Every Tuesday, news ish with Sean Walsh and Mark Simmons from twelve pm. Fubar Radio. Oh, what mm. a rude trail! That show sounds very good. Um, that was uh, Rock and Roll Radio uh, by the Ramones, and uh, you are joining uh, uh, Nick Helm and the Daniel Metcalf Spank Club on Foo Bar Radio. <laughs> We're getting it. Safe saying it, doesn't it? Safe, it does. Safe saying it. And uh, we, we are. Is this a Rock and Roll Radio? No. No, it's not about really. as far away from rock and roll as you can get. No, but um, we'll, we'll see. How we'll close see. is it to radio? 
<laughs> pretty <laughs> close. That's funny. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so sure about that, Matt. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Uh, so we're joined in the studio right now. And it is a studio. It is. A oh, lot it's of the times, yeah. it's just someone underneath the duvet yes. at home. But, uh, <laughs> but um, it's uh, a proper studio. It's a proper studio. We're in there. We're in here. Uh, we're joined in the studio now by our guest, uh, Joel Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joel, tell us what was it like, like being in the jungle? Me, Joel Domit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm sexy Joel Domit. Yeah. He pulled out. Oh. Like Joel, Donald Trump in that track. Jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. road yeah, trail. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Jack, how are you doing? I'm very good. Are we you joined, say my name? We're joined in the studio <laughs> by good old Jack. That's where we go. Jack Barry. It's Jack Barry. My name's Jack Barry. Thank you for having me. Say your name into the microphone. Jack Barry, not Joel Domit. Uh, Joel no. Domit pulled out and I'm sweating from running here. Well, you say that. I was going to say, you look fresh Oh, this thank morning. you very you much. Look very fresh. Well, that you've just good. been to the gym, haven't you? Yeah, I've got a glisten. Maybe and that's you, it, a glow. And you had a shower. I had a shower. And then you came over here, you had a bit of trouble parking. I undid all the good work of the shower. We played the room. Moans and sat you in here and look at us. We've let you in behind the wizard's curtain. Yeah, mm. I'm drinking water. It's very rock and roll. Um, so uh, you had a gig last night, didn't you, Jet? Yeah, I did. Where was it in May? In Maidenhead. Maidenhead. I had an right. Edinburgh preview. Oh yeah. In Maidenhead. How was yeah. it? Horrible. <laughs> Why was it horrible? Was it was it a, was it a bad gig? No, it was fine. I go and preview at the same place every year. And Is the average always... audience, the audience are always very nice, but they're always older than my parents. Right, okay. And uh, they just like, they're like very friendly people, but they're not buying what I'm selling. Yeah, right, yeah. It's usually the problem. That's what I think of Maidenhead, though. I think of it as being that sort of Yeah, audience. it is, yeah. So I just sort of bowled. Last year, my show was all about legalising drugs. Mm. And this year, my show is all about fucking and so I just <laughs> bowled really? out and I was just like yeah come on then guys you know when you're there and then they were all very uh, upset I, okay. uh, <laughs> what's, what's the name of your show it's just called Tango this year Tango why because uh, just because like what you words. say after you've fucked yeah. you say you've been tango. <laughs> yeah 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 and then I slap them, <laughs> slap them like that yeah it. on the ears um, no just because it takes two to tango Okay. Oh, so it's a bit it of works fun. On it's many levels. levels. My girlfriend's Argentinian. They like tango, the dance, not the drink, but yeah. maybe both. But you like the drink as well. I don't like you? the drink. Do you like Fanta? Uh, yeah, fine. Orangina? Yes, absolutely. Orangina's the best. Sunkissed? No. You can get two litres of Sunkissed for a quid. Can Still you? don't like it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had Sunkissed. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's my favourite out of the lot. Really? Yeah, I wrote a uh, routine about Russian roulette where I'd have to play, uh, I'd get a member of the audience and I'd play Russian roulette with uh, <laughs> five cans of warm Fanta and one can of Tango, or maybe it's the other way around. Warm Tango is the absolute worst. And I'd get, the, I'd get, I'd get a member of the audience and a lazy Susan and we'd blindfold each other and we'd basically play Russian roulette uh, to the deer hunter th- Oh, music. yeah, 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 yeah. And we'd take it in turns, but I had to rewrite it because I couldn't find enough cans of Sunkissed. So originally it was Sunkissed and Tango, and then. Um, and what would happen when they drank the warm Tango? Would they? Uh, that, would be, that would be like the bullet. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they'd know. Would it was, they? it was a pretty like... anticlimactic routine. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a twenty-five minute routine, so very much like, <laughs> it, was, it was about the journey rather than the destination. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jack, we've brought you in here. Uh, what time? Uh, what's your uh, tango on at the players? No, not this year. I'm doing a free one in the back of the Globe Pub in Edinburgh. Globe Pub. That's a yeah. nice pub. Yeah. So it's a free fringe. Just turn up. 
You did the Behind free the fringe. Uh, you've done the free fringe the last three years, haven't you? I've done it. I've, I've done like I usually do two shows in Edinburgh, so I usually do one at the Pleasance and one at the Free. And then the last couple of years, I've just done a free one. Yeah, it's yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's no. a lot pretty high status, um, but it's free, so the audience don't they they're happy. They just sit there and they're like, yeah, okay, fine. And I don't like it when people come in and they're like, well, I've paid £15. Well, that's my big this problem. This be good. That's my big problem. When yeah. people pay to come and see me, they're always really disappointed. And I always make sure my ticket prices are rock bottom. Yeah. Because I don't believe in like overcharging for stuff. No, yeah. me neither. So my tickets are like £7.50 and people still feel ripped off. And yeah. I'm just like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, how shit am I? <laughs> um, so, uh, right, so we're here. This is, welcome to the fan club. Thank you. Uh, and we're here now to talk to you about... What you are a fan of? It's like yeah. it's, it's just a way of it's a, it's a springboard into just talking about pop culture, talking about fun stuff. Great. Yeah. Uh, so um, let's start off with uh, what your favourite TV show is. What's your favourite TV show, Jack? I know. I don't know. I, I watch lots of TV, but my I think my fondest memories of watching TV are from watching a, a program called I Love New York. I don't know what this is. You guys ever watch that? No, no I've never. Oh, well, I should probably tell you that uh, we have no prep. Oh yeah, we yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, well, neither do I, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've sort of had to become, become fans of. Like, I always used to just be a fan of comedy. That was always my thing, and then I became a comedian, and now I hate comedy. So you sort of have to find. Do you never new watch things. it? Right? I don't watch never. comedy anymore. I watch. No. Uh, I watch food shows. That's what I watch. Do you like what? cookery shows? Rick Stein, I really like, and Jack Stein is his son, and I really love Jack Stein. Well, is he like sort of? Is he like the, the bad boy, like He's the sort of, of bet noir <laughs> of the family? I like Rick Stein because Rick Stein is sort of like quite an awkward TV host and he always reminds me of what my dad would be like if he hosted a <laughs> TV yeah, show. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. But like in that awkward way and, uh, and, I, and, and not in an ironic way, I really love him, but um, not my dad, uh, Rick Stein. Yeah, okay, I, yeah, yeah, I, I barely yeah. know my dad, um, but um, <laughs> that's not true. And, uh, uh, but, but Jack Stein, does he have like Jack a Stein, skate chain and like tattoos? No. And he's like, fuck off, dad. He's, he's like got um, all of like the... Uh, He's as good as his dad, uh, but also he's a little bit uh, more TV savvy, and he's ju- he's quite self-deprecating and funny, and um, that's what I like about it. Oh, so I guess because I don't watch comedy anymore, I look for comedy in other places. Yeah, exactly. Not be the musings of uh, uh, Jack Stein while he's uh, you know preparing a crab, <laughs> for um, instance. Have you, I was, I'm sort of cutting in a bit, but have you seen the um, the one where it's Ainsley Harriet? With the guy from Strictly Come Dancing, the old the old guy who's literally Len Len, Len Goodman. Goodman, Len Wiseman, who Len directed <laughs> the Underworld series. Uh, Len Goodman. He uh, does a thing where Ainsley Harriet introduces him to food that he's never had before. But it'll but be something like chips. Yeah, it'll be like he won't have anything that's not. <laughs> everything is foreign, so it'll be like today, Len, you're going to have to eat a spaghetti bolognese, and he's like, Oh no, oh no, I've never seen that before. Well, then, would you like a pizza? <laughs> he's like, What is this? It's like cheese. He's on toast. <laughs> he's like that. He's, he's like, it, it, it sort of feels like, it feels like a very post-Brexit TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just introducing people to the continent yeah. at last. Overwhelmed, overwhelmed right. by ferry. He's only ever eaten sort of a, a roast dinner. Yeah, he? yeah. He has every night. Every but, night, roast dinner with a <laughs> side of cheese on toast. Egg and <laughs> chips. <laughs> yeah. Bacon and sandwich. 
<laughs> bacon and I sandwich. I have a dinner of bacon and bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, a traditional man with traditional values. Um, so, what is I love New I love New York? I love New York was like when I was a kid. We weren't allowed to watch reality TV because my parents thought it was trash. When, when, um, when were you a kid? When is this? This is I must have been like. 14, I feel like. And what year were you born, Jack? This is, I was born in 1988. So we're talking 92. Yeah. I love 92? No, no, 2002. Sorry. 2002. This is because I think I'm younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking the early 2000s. And it was basically like, I, th- I think it was probably around, I mean, I'm probably going to be really embarrassed and it actually was like when I was 18. But it was like, um, it was, it was this reality TV show that me and my sister used to watch when we were on holiday. There was like one, we went on holiday to Spain and there was one English TV channel which would play like I Love New York. And it was basically like, you remember those, you know those like, uh, like The Bachelor, like sort of dating mm-hmm. shows? I love those kind of shows, and, and I Love New York was basically like Flavor Flav from Public Enemy. Oh, yeah. oh I he remember. He had his own one called, he had his own one called Flavor of Love. Yes, yeah, yeah. And the girls on it were so dreadful that yeah because that's the one I've seen the cliff shows. of oh she, she was on one of the yeah so uh, New York she was called New York and was she came second Tiffany, Tiffany New York Pollard Tiffany yeah and she yeah. was Pollard? in yeah and she uh, was sister in um, Sue. Sister of Sue, exactly, yeah. And then she, yeah, she was famously on, on Big Brother and thought that David's guest had died oh, when David oh, was that who died. that was? That yeah, was incredible. That was her. So she had her own TV show, which was like all these men trying to like find love with New York. <laughs> and with New York, the person. With her, the person. So Not it was the city. I Love New York. And they all, but they, basically they were all there to promote their own rap uh, careers. Oh, so her <laughs> name was actually New York. Her name, her like, yeah, they all had kind of like hip hop names. So she was New York. And hang on, yeah, just, just clarify. This is your favorite TV show, <laughs> yeah, 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 it, was yeah, yeah. it was 2007, by the way. So 2007, okay, yeah, I thought so I was that's, probably, uh, probably older than that. So, what's that then? That would make you 19. I was, yeah, I remember yeah. The, I never saw Flavor of Love, but I was aware that there was an episode where someone shat on the floor. Of uh, Flavor of Love. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that the, New York? Yeah, yeah. The, it could have been. The, 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 the <laughs> girls, there was, there was a spin-off show called Flavor of Love's Charm School <laughs> where all the girls had to go to etiquette school because they were all so terrible. And when one of them got voted off, one of them spat across the room into another one's mouth. <laughs> deliberately? Yeah, deliberately. Well, that's quite skillful. It was amazing. Sometimes I spit by accident when I'm talking. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, no. She gobbed and it flew, and then they was she aiming for the mouth? That's not. If great. she was, then she deserves a medal. Wow, she should be in the Olympics. That's, that's an unfortunate. But thing. I love New York. Me, me and my sister still quote it to each other every time we see each other. <laughs> what are the quotes out of context? It was you just uh, things like, uh, "Damn these banana trees." <laughs> That was one. Like in the final, because he got down to the final, to the final two guys, and one of them was called Tango. Oh. Oh. I didn't even back. think about that. Hey, man. That's the back. end of your show. Yes, that's the end of my show. <laughs> and uh, one of them was called Chance, and they hated each other. And they and the, the producers would ply them with alcohol so yeah. that you could tell they were all rat-ass the whole time. It's a shame Chance didn't get his own spin-off, because you could have done lots of... you lead so it many, to Chance. Yeah, great puns. Chance in a million. Yeah, and Tango as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Tango and Cash where he owed some money <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the best thing because then in the final Tango won and then uh, and then he, he when he won he proposed to her 
on in the finale and he said yes he proposed to New York he proposed to New York she said yes and then they had like a reunion thing where they all had to come back when did they well after the uh, that was the like, end of that series that was the end of the series and a couple of weeks later they had like a, come, a comeback thing and one of the final dates that they had to do was New York had to meet the guy's mums and when she met Tango's mum she was like in the interviews, the camera, she was like, God, what a stupid old bitch. Oh, I hate Tango's <laughs> mum. Oh, like, and then when they played all of this footage in the, in the reunion show, and he broke off the engagement live on TV because he was like, you can't talk shit about my mum. Oh, it's oh. great TV. But Come not, on. You don't get out of the kind of shit with Jack Stein and Rick Stein, do you? No. No. Is there a bit where Rick Stein spits into his son's mouth? Yeah, it could be. No, I've never seen that. No. I'd like to see Ainsley that. Harriet spitting into Lego. Mate <laughs> 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 he'd think it was foreign. Yeah, you go, oh, well, I don't know. It's a bit like a Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. Or <laughs> uh, yeah. But not bottom. Not bottom. Or around the twist or Thundercats. I really oh. I love New York. You want better shows? No, no, I want better shows. I was just saying it's such a uh, well. I guess that's the point of this show, isn't it? We're not judging. My favourite show. I'm <laughs> judging a bit. <laughs> My favourite show at the moment is High Maintenance. Have you watched that? No, I don't watch telly really. That's really great. It's um, it's like a, a series about a, a weed dealer who lives in New York. Oh yeah, and it's all about him going around and all. Of yeah, and like each episode is like about the different people that he sells weed to. Yeah, it's really great. I think that's one probably. My that sounds like show. a show that was absolutely absolutely 100% made for you yeah exactly it's really my kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah anyway I've got a number for someone that you can see phone <laughs> 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 after the show uh, so what is uh, so let's ask you what your favourite musician is I mean, uh, um, this, this, I think this is a slicker way of doing this, but we'll sand off the edges as the weeks go by. Yeah. Very much a... I'm going to be a guinea pig in this whole... Or a hamster, thing. whatever whatever you prefer. What, whatever what's your favourite? What's your favourite rodent? Uh, gerbil. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. I don't, know. don't really have any strong opinions on rodents, I'll be honest. Um... Musicians, though. <laughs> You're, You're pulling this together. Absolutely great. Someone's going to keep this ship afloat. <laughs> I'm a uh, uh, favourite musician. I really like Kendrick Lamar at the moment. He's probably my favourite. Oh, this was a mistake, wasn't it? Uh, favourite musician? Yeah, this was a well, I, I mean, we don't say it from the I don't, know, I don't know anything about anything outside of... <laughs> uh, I, don't think I, I went to see the Rolling Stones on Tuesday. How was that? I know some people It was amazing. I loved it. I um I don't know if I'd want to see them if it wasn't the sixties. Oh, but they played. No, it was nothing but hits. Yeah, like, I went to well, see you them. Think so by now, I saw them twelve years ago. My parents took me for my eighteenth birthday. Fan? Yeah, I was always a big fan, and so they took me as a treat because they were like, "This is the last opportunity you'll get." Yeah. And then twelve years later, but actually, it was better this time. Because last time they were still twelve years ago, they were so sure that they would all die. That was it. Yeah, yeah we were like, "This, this is, is we've got to see chance. them." Yeah, twenty-five is... years ago, we were all there at the Rolling Stones, thinking, "This is our last chance." Yeah, we've got to get in now because you won't. You won't be able to. Forty years ago, we were all there. Mm. My mum was saying that she first saw them like forty years ago or something mental. Have um, you ever seen uh, that? Keith Richards seventy-eight. Have you ever seen Keith Richards fingers? Again. Hmm? Keith, Richard Keith Richard's fingers. fingers are fucking insane. <laughs> they are. Yes. Oh, no. They look like they look like they've been designed by Jim Henson's Creature Shop. <laughs> <laughs> they've literally they look like melted candles. Yes, they, yes, exactly. They look like candles uh, from Italian restaurants that have just <laughs> had yeah, candles just put into candles, put into candles, put into yeah. candles. They sort of look like he's wearing one of those cricket gloves. Yeah, but like but like one that's made of like but one that's been designed by David Cronenberg. Oh, it's like amazing. this sort of weird he's skin. Sort of, he sort of hammered his uh, his 
the bones of his fingers deep into impacted them into the other bones of his fingers and then there's just these huge kind of like calluses over over his fingernail it's just like it's just um jack can we when get you a, have a moment, when yeah. you have a moment uh, and uh, the viewers at home do yourself a favor and google keith richards hands yeah keith richards fingers. i like how you both knew straight away oh, yeah. is it quite a he looks like thing? a werewolf mid-transformation it looks like he looked at his hands and they're like he's sort of turning yeah it sounds like something from the evil dead just like yeah. that kind of, sort yeah, of plasticine yeah. So extended, effects. extended yeah. fingers but you know having said all that he still managed to write a book so uh, <laughs> Uh, show me your, show me your autobiography. There we go. Look, got dad. a picture on screen. Oh Natalie. my god! There we go. I mean, he does look like um, one of those mummies that they found yeah. in South America. They're worse in colour. They are worse yeah. in colour. But that is kind of yeah, yeah. They yeah. like gloves. L- they're like rubber gloves <laughs> that have been filled with ball with, bearings, with spam, <laughs> <laughs> spam and ball bearings. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, but that's more of a visual thing. So it's more know. of a visual. Yeah, but we've, we've painted we're paint- a picture with yeah, words. We are painting quite a picture. Kendrick Lamar. What is it about Kendrick Lamar that you like? Uh, he's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like the music. I think he's 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 a great lyricist. What sort great of songs? Beats. Does he, what sort of stuff does he write about? Does he write about love and? Yeah, he writes about. Hands. Well, I mean, he obviously doesn't write about stuff that I've experienced in my life, <laughs> but it's. I th- still think it's important stuff. Um, you know, he writes about the the state of racism in the states, and uh, yeah, I think he's. I think he's brilliant. He's. Uh, I mean, he just won a Pulitzer Prize. Oh yeah, he's the first non-classical musician or jazz musician to win a Pulitzer Prize. He did the. Did he do the Black Panther soundtrack. He did do the Black Panther soundtrack. And there were yeah. some lovely bits of instrumental bits that I thought, oh, I like this. I like this little bit. Yeah, of, uh, but he opens his mouth and yeah. you're like, no! Yeah, I think that is a bit. Like, I, don't, I think I'm less interested. When he, yeah, well... I like, I, like the, I like his production, what he puts together. I like his beats and things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the second album, To Pimp a Butterfly, was really, it was really groundbreaking. It was like really like jazzy and off the wall and weird and like had all these like great like jazz hooks on it and then him sort of just doing poetry over the top of it. It's fantastic. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar. I guess part of this is it's like a learning thing. For, I mean, I have heard of him, but when I, uh, but if your only frame of reference is Black Panther, oh sure, I'm not. Then, pre- I'm not. I'm I not. mean, it's kind of like that's just pressing as well, isn't it? Sure. Have oh, you never listened to any of his songs? I've d- I, I barely listen to anything. I mean, I've, I've done two of my own albums. I listen to them quite a lot. Oh, of course. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't be making music if I didn't think it was the very best. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah and, I, and I mainly listen to Nick's albums as well. <laughs> Um, but uh, uh, no and also when I went to see Black Panther if that would be the only thing then uh, when I went to the uh, the speakers were really weird and uh, (laughs) and we could only hear uh, the the characters that were speaking on our side of the screen really Mm, it was was the small screen at the Empire in Leicester Square okay so if there was someone on the other side of the screen you couldn't hear what they were saying it was like it was a bit it was a really wide screen and it was kind of like it was like we were sat right at one end and so the screen at our end was really big and then it disappeared really small over there and we could only hear what was so if someone was punching their fist would disappear into nothing and you'd hear like for like a punch. Um, oh, that's really good. Um, do you know what? I'm instantly seeing a flaw in this uh, format where uh, if we don't know enough about... No, just keep talking about Kendrick Lamar, please. Who's your favourite band? 
I mean, it's Alice Cooper, but I, I don't need to talk anymore about that. I'm sure I'll <laughs> fit in enough Alice Cooper over the coming... Uh, oh, no, we've been cancelled mid <laughs> So I've got another 22 minutes to talk about Alice Cooper. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, shall we move on? Well, now it's film, and I think we'll just all feel a lot more comfortable. Play a song... We're going to play a song. Why we're don't you play, play, play some Alice Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> play some Kendrick Lamar. Um, yeah, I could play some Kendrick Lamar. Can we get some uh, Kendrick Lamar up? Uh, yeah, okay, brilliant. So we're going to play a little bit of Kendrick Lamar right now. Oh, how... I'm a clone. I know it and I'm fine. Nick and Nat's fan club on Foo Bar Radio. Uh, is that is that Joey Page doing that? Yeah, it's Joey Page doing the uh, the links there. In case anyone's wondering. In case anyone's wondering, that voice sounds familiar. It's Joey. Um, so, uh, welcome back to uh, Nick and Nat's fan club. That's what we'll shorten it to. Yeah, yeah, better. Um, and we're just uh, finding out that I don't know, I don't have any popular culture references uh, post 1993. Yeah, I'm sort of worried that, that a lot of the music, because I sort of feel like I know what I like now, and I'm just going off my own. Uh, that's my that's own what little. happens. I think that my music tastes were a little bit like finding a remote control, where uh, you go, oh, I'm looking for the remote control, looking for the remote control, I found the remote control. I'm not going to keep looking for the remote control. I'm so I'm just stuck. I'm stuck <laughs> at 1993 when I met when I'm. When I'm uh, found but this Alice is Cooper. good. It's opening our our minds and ideas. I mean, I'd like to think so, but I can't imagine you're going to go away and listen to Kendrick Lamar. Well, why would you? Why would you put? Your, I mean, you've put those limitations on us. Yeah, you know. I think if you I'm wanted to listen to Kendrick Lamar, you could have done by now. I spend a He's lot the, of time... one of the biggest hip-hop artists in the world. I spend a lot of time worrying in bed. Do right? you? <laughs> I spend all day, every day, <laughs> worrying in bed. When am I meant to put on Spotify for like a... Mind you, maybe if I did that, I'd get out of bed a bit more. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's the medical solution to depression. Music. So, uh, don't get dark. <laughs> Keep it light. <laughs> so, um, so yes. Yeah, so, uh, w- one final thing for you to talk about. Final thing. I say it's almost like you've only just got here. I know you get you shipping me out already. No, no but I, I, do you know what? I, re- I think you've got one of the nicest voices. Uh, it is I've a good ever voice. Heard on stage. Oh, you're very kind. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I, I remember seeing your show a few years ago, three years ago, and uh, I think you've got a very calming voice. Maybe a voice, not a face, but a voice for radio. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I'm being no, nice. I'm being nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm not used I'm to not, it. I'm not judging you and uh, limiting you with my own small-mindedness, Jack. There's, okay. a, there's a lesson for you. <laughs> um, so can you tell us a little bit about what your favourite film might be? Uh, I, my, I love Crank. Oh yeah! Oh, crank! The yeah. Film crank. yeah, we're, we're back on board. Yeah, crank, we're back in the room. Crank one or crank two? <laughs> I mean, they're both great, but yeah, crank one crank. is the original and best, obviously. Right. Yeah. So, crank was a film that was made in two thousand and six, two thousand seven. Yeah, maybe around then. Uh, can you find the details for me, please, Natalie? Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yes. Two thousand six. Jason Statham film. Jason Statham playing the hitman Chev Chelios. Yeah. Mm. Uh, gets injected with a poison where if his adrenaline drops. 
stops, then he'll die. Yeah. So he has to keep it's his speed. Up. If speed was a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. If yeah. speed was some, if the bomb was somehow yeah. in you, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it had Jeff Chelios in it. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Was, it's a great. Cool. Everything about that is great. The fact he's called Chev Chelios, as if like the right. It feels like it was written <laughs> in real time. But yeah, God, yeah. he's called Chev 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 Chelios, and he's just typing the thing. They all just turned up on the first day with the cameras. Yeah. And they're like, let's go! And then no one like... is called Chev Chelio. I also wonder if it's what someone imagines people in England are called. Like an American screenwriter's gone, yeah, he's like a Cagney guy. What they call Like Chev Chelios. <laughs> is, is, he, is he Cockney in it? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, because sometimes he's, they get him in to do like, his American accent, don't they? Yeah, no, yeah. but he is supposed go, oh, to be he English. lives in the bayou. Yeah. What was that, what was that Sylvester Stallone film that he wrote? And uh, Stallone wrote a film, like Homefront or something like that. Oh, I don't know that. It was, uh, and it was set in the bayou. And, had, like, and Jason Statham did it. Jason Statham, yeah. No. So, like Jason Statham did the, this old Stallone script. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he's just like, hi, um... I'm an American <laughs> man. <laughs> um, yeah, I love. Ch- it's I, like uh, Ray Winston in The Departed. Yes, he's yeah. like, listen to me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you fucking punch him. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love Jason Statham. I've, I, I do like, like him. absolutely. I really like it. I think and Crank is like the perfect film that yes. plays to all his strengths. Yeah, just, and he plays it. He never. He, he acts like he's not in on the. He's like he's totally in on the joke, but he plays it totally straight. Yeah, as if yeah. this is exactly how this is meant to be, and it is. Yeah, right. And he's a great com- comedic actor. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he's got a lot of good chops. Lockstock was basically a comedy, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. A, it's like and a snatch. minder, isn't it? Minder. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and snatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I said right. Yeah. Do you mean it, it's, it's like, like, a, it's like, like an episode minder. of Minder? Like an episode of Minder. Not yeah. like he was like he he played it like he was a Minder. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, so crank. Yeah. It's oh, just a mad film. It's got an amazing ending. Like uh, so. Like the, yeah. No, spoiler alert. But I mean, if you haven't seen Crank, you've had twelve years. Yeah. To see where it. have yeah. you been? It's the bit when the the, the ending is uh, he, he falls out of. A helicopter. He, doesn't he throw the bad guy out of a helicopter or something? They both jump out of the helicopter and then he breaks his neck on the way down. Ricky Verona. <laughs> and he goes, fuck you, Ricky! And he snaps his neck and then he rings his girlfriend to say, sorry, I'm dead because I've fallen out of a helicopter. <laughs> and then the last shot is uh, he lands on the tarmac and bounces. Yeah. lands off a car. <laughs> and then his dead, his dead body just, just like lands right in front of the camera and you just see his eye twitch or something yeah. and he's dead. And you hear his like, heart pump. And yeah. you just think, oh, Oh well, well, no sequel then. And yeah. then they only go and bloody make Craig Two. Two. <laughs> it's so good. And then the best thing is, is that then in the second series, in the in Craig Two, he's like she, he meets his girlfriend. And she's like, "Where have you been?" He's like. Didn't you get my phone message? <laughs> and then it just plays the message, and it's just wind because he's falling out of a helicopter. It's such a good phone. Oh, it's so uh, funny. Yeah. And it, uh, Jerry Halliwell plays his mum in Craig Two. <laughs> Like, he has like a flashback to him being on, on like the Jeremy Kyle show when he's a kid and Jerry Halliwell's like he's out of fucking control and then, what's the um, what's the what's, that's a great film they oh. give him like a plastic heart in the second one don't they yeah they give him yes. yeah and it, and it, it, so it needs so, a battery so the first one is that he needs adrenaline and the second one he needs electric shocks yeah yeah it's great I mean what a great it's concept. just got so many good lines in it as well it's like um, there's a bit where he's having an argument with a, with a Chinese Prostitute, right. and he and she's yelling at him, and he goes, "Do I look like I speak Cantonese?" 
And it's just that's like, low. That's like that. Classic, <laughs> classic stuff. Classic stuff. If you don't like stuff like that, probably don't go and check yeah, out yeah, his other yeah. films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like absolutely. Because uh, the Meg is coming out, isn't it? Yes. Um, which is the film about the giant shark. The Megalodon. Oh, the Megalodon. And, Megalodon. It's got, and it's got the best line of any film I think ever made. We're a giant shark. Jason Statham, starring Jason Statham, which is why I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Jason Statham's swimming around in his little, uh, his little <laughs> submarine. submarine. And he's got this, you know, like a one-man submarine. And a, <laughs> a, a, fi- a 50-foot Megalodon swims over him. And he just goes... It's a megalodon. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely outstanding work there, Steve. Love it. That's what you would say. Presumably in that film, he's like a paleontologist or something, then he's like an animal expert. He is like an animal expert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that. When yeah. you have like a, you like a sort <laughs> of Hollywood <laughs> bad boy. He's like, like a big scientist. Yeah. Yeah. If you read the book, though, I mean, it sort of like feels like miscasting. And then There's a book. It, the book is based on... You wouldn't just make that up for a film, mate. Megalodon. <laughs> Meg, <laughs> it's, it's called the Meg. The, Meg. Uh, the, the book is kind of like... When those airport books where you just buy it before you get on plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it's it's uh, and it's all sort of like it's like um, it's like uh, Lee Child meets Michael Crichton. Yeah. Where it's all sort of like macho and bullshit. And uh, and it, the beginning of the film starts. Uh, oh, it, he's a diver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's an Olympic standard. Oh, hang on. Looks like we've got a new name for him. Oh, Jonas. Oh, 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 right, in in the Meg. Well, he's an Olympic standard uh, diver in real life. Yes, he so is. he's a diver yeah. called Jonas Taylor in the in the book. But in the in the Meg, the the opening of the book starts off in prehistoric times <laughs> because it's a prehistoric fish. Yeah, and uh, it's the uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex is on a beach, and then the shark jumps out of the water onto the beach, eats the Tyrannosaurus Rex, <laughs> and it's meant to be like, you think Jurassic Park's scary? Wait yeah. till you get a load of the Meg. <laughs> and you go, I don't really find like a fifty foot shark scary. I find like a like Jaws, like a twenty foot shark, scary because it'll bite your leg off, right? And it'll yeah. bite you in half, and it'll drag you under, and all of that stuff. But a fifty foot shark, where it just swallows your whole, is kind of like oh. You'd right. probably just if you had a knife on you, you could just, cut it. Because well, you're just living inside the shark. Yeah. You'd be like Pinocchio. Yeah. I yeah. don't find Pinocchio scary. <laughs> I do. It is a bit scary. It's quite actually. scary. It's terrifying, Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially on uh, Pleasure Island. Yeah, when they turn into donkeys. Terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever seen um, Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> yeah, the oh, movie man. or the series? The, the movie. Which I saw it recently. It I, I want to see it, but the it Jer- oh, it's the Jeremy Irons movie. No, with Jason Statham. No, that's a Dungeon Siege. Dungeon Siege, is that that's what I'm Dungeon thinking? Siege, that's what you think about. That's Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. It's got uh, uh, it's got uh, Burt Reynolds in it as a medieval Ray knight. Liotta, is he Ray in it? Liotta's in it. Yeah. I mean, they all, Ray Liotta looks like Judith Chalmers in it. It's like it's <laughs> absolutely, it's, like, it's one. Well, it's famously one of the worst films ever made. But um, but I, what I love is the story about Uwe Boll because apparently he was like he's this German millionaire who used to be a professional boxer and then made these millions and just decided to start making films about computer games. Well, basically, the rights for computer games were really easy to get, so he did, like... Uh, he he did, did a couple of others. He did Postal, he did uh, Alone in the Dark, which is absolutely, if you like bad films, then Alone in the Dark is one of the worst films so he just ever made. So he wasn't a director or anything? No, he, he wasn't was like, a director, he, he was just a millionaire. Rain. But a former boxer, and apparently when loads of his films came out, they obviously got panned by critics, and he and invited loads of critics to put up or shut up 
and he invited them to like a boxing match and he was like come and I'll fight you that's not how it works so it's not like come and fight me I'm a professional boxer but, but they, all like, thought, no. they all thought he was joking so loads of people turned up and he just beat the shit out of them <laughs> it was like a boxing day where all these critics came yeah. out and he just beat the and shit out and he just absolutely took them to pieces they were all like oh it's a joke his films are awful and they're actually not worth watching I know but I mean, but, yeah um, but if you can back it up with your fists then make what you want they're like a tax dodge you know and everyone's going oh yeah well I'll get, take a paycheck. The sequel to Dungeon Siege has got Dolph Lundgren in it, yeah, and, uh, Dolph, and it's it's really sad. They must have filmed it in Romania or something, uh, where it was like cheaper to film, and uh, and it just looks like there was no heating on set. Dolph Lundgren uh, basically he spends the whole time sort of like hug, hugging his arms. Uh, you know, crossing because he's cold. There's scenes where he's talking, and you can see the breath, <laughs> and he's always got this woolly jumper on for the entire. And you just like, I feel so bad for you know. Oh, you're doing a sequel to a Statham movie. Which Statham movie? Crank, <laughs> The Meg, Blitz. You know. Um, you wish. Uh, yeah, the mechanic. Uh, no Italian job. Any of them. Uh, no, he did a sequel to Dungeon Siege. It's really awful. But the sequel is worse. And I'm not sure if... Anyway. We're not told sure if you've had Bowl that in 2015... Do you know what? Oh, Bowl opened a German restaurant in Vancouver, British Columbia, called Bauhaus. Good name. Good name for a restaurant. Bauhaus. There you go. Um, do you know what? I think Crank is uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, good, good. Uh, I it could makes me want to watch it. I could talk about Jason Statham for an hour. I've got so much. So, to so could I. I. I, love, I love him so much. I just think the whole film is just so weird and amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've never seen a film like it. It generally is like I've not seen this before. It's like uh, it's like a bet, you know. It's yeah. like let's let's do it as a debt. It's like the opposite of the film uh, Lock with uh, Tom oh, Hardy. Yeah, yeah. With Tom Hardy, that's a film. That's like a tense thriller. Very well set, thought through. That's set in a car about cement drying, and it's like they've gone. <laughs> what's the most boring subject we can think of? It's like paint drying. Uh, let's make a movie about that. And we'll make it really tense. And <laughs> it's like they've, they've set themselves a challenge to do it. And Crank is just like, how insane can... I mean, they must have been off their face on cocaine they when have, they made that. The best thing about it is, like, whenever he goes from one part of LA to the other, they have, like, the aerial satellite shot. And it's just done on Google Earth. <laughs> and it has, it has Google Earth in the corner. They haven't even edited it out. It's just like... Oh, it's amazing. I mean, I could talk about it forever, but uh, that seems like a good point to... Nick and Nat's Fan Club on Bar Radio. Okay, uh, we've just about got time for uh, coming to the end of our first episode uh, edition episode. Yeah, fuck it. And uh, we've just about got time for the internationally renowned game Better or Worse by Nathaniel Metcalf. Uh, so uh, basically, it's just Nat mentioning okay what it is better or worse is a game show it's a bit like play your cards right where I've got certain people on cards who um, and we'll be able to tell you whether you have to say whether the next card will be better or worse than the card before it oh okay we have okay. to guess what's coming up yeah okay, well no okay. we'll know what's coming up I'll give you the two choices and you can make a choice oh I see okay, so okay. we ready now we ready for music yeah, yeah. okay first card is Vinnie Jones but Vinnie, Vinnie Jones. Jones better or worse than Henry Winkler the Fox it's very loud. It's really loud in our ears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say. Yeah, oh, by the way, is, it, is it just me choosing? No, no, me? I, I get it's all my opinion. Oh, it's your opinion. My opinion counts. Uh, Vinnie Jones better. Uh, Henry Winkler's better. Yeah, Henry yeah, Winkler's yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. But is Henry Winkler better than 
Robert De Niro. Better or worse than Robert De Niro? Uh, better. Better than Robert De Niro? I would say Henry Winkler's better than Robert De Niro now. Yeah, I think, I think he is now. Henry Winkler's still as good as he ever was. You think about the range of Winkler. Like, Winkler in Arrested Development. Sure. Versus the Fonz. Like, Winkler in you... Click. Winkler will make you cry in Click. Yeah. I'm going to say Winkler, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Two yeah. points. Well, you still got you got De Niro, though. De Niro is De Niro oh. better or worse but than you, Gordon Ramsay. But, but hang on a minute. Fonz just won. Oh, yeah, but we're moving on to the... Oh, is that a, well, yeah, yeah, just moving on to the next oh, card. Right. so it's not like a knockout. No. <laughs> you know, uh, you might have him winning all the time. Yeah. Um, Rob De Niro, better or worse but, than but, Gordon but, Ramsay. Uh, am I the only one who's, who's saying it? Yeah, man, come on. I thought you were chipping in. <laughs> no, Oh, OK, OK. It's the points. I okay. Mean, I can help you. No, it's no, obviously okay. Robert De Niro. De Niro, De Niro is much De Niro, better than Gordon Ramsay. De Niro is definitely better than Gordon Ramsay. I do like Gordon Ramsay, though. It's just instinct, mate. Yeah. But it's Gordon <laughs> Ramsay better or worse than Bruce Forsyth? Ramsay's better. Bruce Forsyth is better than Gordon Ramsay. No way. I'm going to say Forsyth is better than... Gosh, it's no, also no. about getting in the mindset of Nathaniel. Yeah, yeah, like what I would, yeah, yeah. would choose. I, I should have thought but about Bruce that. Bruce Forsyth better or worse than Paul McCartney? Yeah, Brucey's better. Are you... That's what I mean. It's Paul McCartney. McCartney is better. Paul McCartney's just a, he's a bit wet, isn't he? He's, oh. Oh, come on. <laughs> is that the end? Um, no. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> can we play without the music? Can we? We can for a there bit. We there we go. I've got it going. Keep going. Keep okay. going. Paul McCartney or John Lennon? John Lennon. Better than McCartney? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. He did die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did Brucey. Brucey lost out. <laughs> I'm going to say McCartney is better than Lennon. Really? Yeah, I'm not, not fond of Lennon. Wow. Lennon? Oh, or Lennon or Harrison? George, George Harrison. Harrison. Another well, Beatle. You've got Brucey now. <laughs> yeah, but the cards are really for your benefit, Jack. The people at home can't see the cards. They can't see the cards. Okay, George Harrison or John Lennon? Yeah. Yeah. John Lennon. I'm going to say Harrison. I'm, I would say Harrison. <laughs> yeah. I'm, okay. Okay, last one. I'm going to get this one. I started off well. This is a hard one, actually. Is it? Okay. George Harrison or Roger Moore? I mean, Roger Moore, you've not even got them. <laughs> I mean, he's been... <laughs> George Harrison and, and John Lennon. George uh, Harrison, I mean... a webcam. I, uh, I think I know what you guys want me to say, but I, I disagree. George Harrison. So what's the last one? Roger Moore or George Harrison? George Harrison's obviously better than Roger Moore. George Harrison is better than Roger Moore. I think you might have to do that. Yeah, I think we're going to hand it to. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, and also they're both dead. So yeah, so we can all get on board with that. So nobody picks each other to the post. No, there's no there's no tiebreak of death. Okay, well that was very stressful. That was a stressful hour. It was a stressful couple of hours. Yeah, a couple of hours of real stress. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, At least Jack. you got out of bed. Got out of bed. Uh, yeah, but barely. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming in. Jack. Thank you, Jack. Means, Thank you for having me. It means a lot to me. Good. Um, for our flagship hour. Is that what you call the first one? Yeah. Uh, maiden voyage. Uh, maiden maiden voyage. voyage. That's flagship right. would be the best ship of all of them. Yeah. So this is Fubar's flagship show. Yeah, this is probably the... But the <laughs> this is our one maiden voyage. Yeah. Wrap up the show and play a song at 12.58. I don't remember that Jason Statham fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, leaves nothing. We're just gonna. What would you like us to play out uh, then? We've got. We've only got certain choices. What would you like? If you could name any song in the world, Jack. What song? Yeah. Would what it would be your favourite song? 
Money Trees by Kendrick Lamar. Money oh, yeah. Trees. Well, oh, yeah. Never Ending Story cover by Mickey Dolans. From the Monkeys. Did that do? That'll do. Oh, I like the Monkeys. Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.